Our guest today is a great guy. He couldn't be nicer. He's funny. It was a blast just getting him up in the studio and talking with him. It was a great podcast. I think you guys will really like it. Please give it up for Not Louie. Didn't watch any like prior. No like, words. Any yeah, you, it's... prior. I wanted to just come into it like full like new thing, not knowing what to expect. So yeah. So what's why cassettes? Um, just a kind of a romantic thing. There's yeah. something nostalgic about yeah. those old. Medias. I don't know. It's like a, a lot of like it's a lot of bootleg, like really like underground, like punk shows, like old, you know, like concert recordings. People. Recorded on on tape players on cassettes, and you can find those at record stores and stuff like that. Like I feel like it's more of a niche thing. Vinyl collecting, got, it's like, big so now. Big, yeah. And, and I don't know why it came back, but it came back yeah. hard. Everybody oh, likes vinyl big now. Time. Yeah, I started. I started collecting back in like 2019. So yeah, I, I was part of that wave, I guess, of people like all of a sudden like caring about vinyl again or something. So I think COVID had mm-hmm. a little part in that as well. People were stuck at Definitely. home, got you nostalgic. You want that, you know, listening to songs on Spotify only does so much. You want that physical item. And there's a sound difference. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that's just how we interpret it. I think, see, that's what I was trying to figure out. Is it, is there actually a sound difference? Or have people just been saying that for so long that everyone just kind of ran with it? Like, oh, yeah, it sounds better, you know? It's the cool thing know. to say. Oh, you gotta you gotta play this on vinyl. Oh yeah, it sounds a lot better. Yeah, it sounds a lot better. You know, that's how I don't even know. Yeah. So you've been into music for some time, then. I've been. I mean, I always tell like I don't know the official time, but like since I was like eight or nine, I started writing music, started writing raps just out of my bedroom. You know, I was like a little kid, like eight years old, and I was like watching like a Lil Wayne music video one day or something. I'm like, you know what, like. He could do it. I could probably do it. It doesn't seem that hard. So I just started like writing raps and obviously they weren't very good at first. Uh, some people might say that they're still not very good, but that's just, you know, music subjective. So you could like it or not like it. But yeah, I've been doing it for a long time. Eight yeah. years old. Eight years that's old. That's crazy. Yeah. Did yeah. you know that this is what you wanted to do at eight? Uh, just about, yeah, before that, it was, like, the, the typical, like, little kid thing, like, oh, I want to be a basketball player, like, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't fucking self-aware of my physical condition yet. I could yet. be MJ, yeah. I think that's the I'm like, I could me. do that watching Kobe, I'm like, I could do that, you know, but I obviously can't, um, but the music thing, I'm like, I think that's still within reach, you know, as I got older, like, when I was in high school, it's like, I don't, I don't want to fucking go to college, like, I don't want, I want to do this, you know, like, I already had it figured out in my head, you know, it might be unrealistic, people might have their opinion about it, but yeah, it's what I wanted to do since I was pretty young. People love to have their opinions when you say, yeah, this is what I want, this is what oh, I want to do with oh my, my life. I love, I love telling, like, older people that I like make music and I create content and do stuff like that because they just look at me like, oh wow, you you keep dreaming there, buddy. You keep you know like sure you do that, you know. But when when reality kicks in, you need to get a real job. And I mean, I have a real job, but you know, hopefully someday this will pay off. What's your real job? I work at a thrift store. It's you know nothing glamorous. It's something to something to get some extra money coming in. 
It's yeah. a cover until your rap career takes exactly, off. Exactly. You gotta have a humble beginning. We all start yeah, there. Yeah, and fucking the TikTok shit, they banned me and shit. But yeah, uh, Andy was telling me about yeah. that. Actually, that's how we got yeah. on to you. Andy showed me some of your stuff. Yeah. What happened with TikTok? Because you were you were pretty big on the platform. I was I was a pretty big like creator. I mean, I still called myself a smaller creator. And I think part of that was just because I live in a small town. And like, you know, I think of myself as just like a normal person but yeah i was i had like 1.4 million followers and shit you know that's and a lot of people yeah it's a lot it's i i fucking i think of it like this you know like eureka's got what like twenty eight thousand people in it and it's like when i had twenty eight thousand people i'm like damn that's like the size of eureka following me so it's like 1.4 million it's like a fucking lot but it's a lot of eurekas yeah, a lot of eurekans a lot of humboldt countyans so yeah humboldt county people but um yeah 1.4 million followers basically just taken from me overnight like that and and why basically um tiktok didn't give me an official reason but when i looked at my community guideline violations it showed me sorry it showed me that within the span of a couple minutes i had over a hundred videos reported and taken down so I'm chalking it up as a mass, like someone like, it's like a targeted thing, like someone was going through and reporting my videos, and that led to TikTok kind of seize that, and instead of looking at it like an actual person, like with common sense looking at it and being like, like determining if what I'm doing actually violates the guidelines, a bot basically sees that, oh, this person's getting reported a lot they must be doing something bad and they terminated my account just like that do you think it was a like a bot wave where people it wasn't it even real people it, it was just bots? It, it could have been that i don't know people are you know i haven't made any enemies or anything i don't have anyone i think unless there's this that's the thing it's like the what i chalked it up to is like just some, you know, there's people out there that fucking hate disabled people for no reason other than the fact they're disabled. And I'm like, it could have just been some random person that saw me and was like, I don't like that this person's thriving and succeeding and had my account taken down. And or it could have been, yeah, like someone could have had known. I don't know anything about any of that shit with AI and bots, but someone definitely could have done Something like that, like just had a bot mass reporting my videos, you know. Well, a hundred videos over a hundred, a hundred over a hundred in a few minutes is an insane amount. Yeah, like that. that it does, yeah, it doesn't feel like a concerted like, effort. I was, I was going more like paranoid conspiracy theorist, like, like route, like, oh my god, there's this like this like higher, you know, this like secret society of people that are against me, and they're all just sitting there Started reporting all my videos. videos. Exactly. Yeah, I'm I in. Just, I'm so I'm, like, I'm just gonna. I'm getting banned on TikTok. I'm just gonna go full fucking like conspiracy theorist, like wackadoodle, you know, fucking crazy person. But no, it probably was like a robot or something, some AI shit. I don't know. And could you dispute that? Could oh. you? Yeah, that's the thing. Is I tried. Um, they let me submit a mass appeal like a appeal to like um you know dispute all the videos at once and i did that probably a day or two after it happened because i didn't notice like the button was there at first so i was like emailing them all pissed off like frantically like give me my account back and shit um but then when i saw that button i just pressed it i gave my reasoning i sent it off and 
that was a month ago and it's still in review. It's still like left. They basically left me undelivered. You know, they're not, they're ignoring me. From TikTok. From TikTok. That one's got to stay. It's, it fucking stings, dude. I was down in LA a few weeks ago and I was like, you know, I gotta, I gotta just go by their headquarters and start protesting, you know? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm out of options at this point because it's like, they basically left me undelivered. I've emailed them. I email them every day. It's a daily routine at this point. I have, maybe I should switch it up, but I have a very well-worded, very strongly worded paragraph. I copy it, send it to them again. No response at all. I got a response once, and it was a robot, like an automated response. Like, well, your account has been taken down because you have too many community guideline violations. And it's like, you're not reading what I'm saying. I'm literally telling you, yeah, I have all these violations because someone, like, had my shit taken down. Like, it, it's not, like, all the videos, like, they're they're harmless, you know? They're not anything. Like, yeah, my, my comedy could be, I make a couple dark jokes about my disability. I do some shit like that. But it's not, it doesn't, it isn't, in violation of any of their community guidelines it's just dark humor me making a joke about myself and so it's like i don't know it's like there's no uh human interact like human communication going on between me and tiktok it's me basically just yelling you know yelling You're screaming in the into the void exactly i'm yelling into the void and it's like what what else is there to do at this point so, I don't that's know. what worries me about people you know getting canceled yeah. Is what what can you really do? You have no power against these companies. I Especially know. a company like TikTok. They've got so many people on that. Yeah. They don't care. They they do not care. They just go on to the next one. You know, there's no transparency. There's no real like hospitality or human connection. It's all just like numbers. All they care about is the numbers. And and I, I'm not gonna lie, like I like before I got banned, like I wasn't like I'd go through spurts or like I'd have a couple videos do like good, like couple million, but like I was, like, on average, like, getting, like, 20 to 50k views a video, which was still, like, a lot of people, you know, for me, but, um, it wasn't like it used to be, and the way I thought is, like, oh, they're, like, oh, this person's not making us the big bucks anymore, you know, we're just gonna cut them out of the equation and go on to the next person, so, yeah, but I'm still, like, on the platform, I have two other accounts that I post on, but, like, they, they, it's like very, very seldom that I, I get a lot of views on those, those accounts. Is that just because of the grind of putting all that work into your main account? Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, I neglected the other two accounts for so long that, like, now they're seen as smaller creator accounts. And TikTok, that's the thing. That's the other thing that pisses me off is if you're a smaller creator and you want to get out there, they want you to pay to, like, promote, you know, they, like, oh, we have the TikTok promote feature. It's how you reach a new audience. And, like, what they don't tell you is it's, like, 20 bucks a day or something to fucking promote your shit. And it's, like, what, like, they just want money. They don't care about anything else. And that's the truth of a lot of these big social media companies, you know? Like, people like me that have an audience like that, like, 1.4 million followers or whatever, like, we're probably making them so much money by putting time and effort into creating videos on their platform. And they pay us, like, it's literally they're paying us pennies to the dollar, you know? When you make a dime, your boss makes a dollar type of shit. And that's how it is with TikTok. Does TikTok pay creators directly? Yeah, they do. There's, um, it's called the Creator Fund. And 
actually, when I first started on it, it was a smaller thing because this was like two or three years ago. This was pre-COVID and shit, you know, so it wasn't like as big of a... Or no, it wasn't pre-COVID, but like... Right around the start? Or right around the start is when I started making content and being able to make money. It was like May of 2020. So like, you know, around the... Like, it was just picking up and shit. Um, and like around, I didn't really see it start to pay off till around November when I really started blowing up and I was gaining like hundreds of thousands of followers a week. Um, and, um, yeah. And like when I was like at my peak and stuff, like I want to say around from November to like February or March of 2021 like I was that was when my content was like I was like because it's always like there's a new guy on TikTok like when you're on your for you page there's a new funny guy or funny girl or funny person that you see pop up on your thing and you're like oh they're funny and they're gaining millions of views for their videos and stuff and there's a time where I was that funny funny guy on TikTok and gaining all the gaining all the views and shit um and it was paying well at that point. Like, it was good. And then... Um, what are we talking about? How much are you making from TikTok? Best month. So this is, like, they pay you monthly. And it's not, like, crazy money. That's that's the other, like, I'm talking it up like it's, like, I'm making, like, six figures, you know? But it's not, like, crazy money. But, like, for someone like me that's only working minimum wage jobs, it was, like, like t- two grand a month, you know? A couple grand a month. So it was, like, it was, like the same as like if i was putting in 40 hours a week at a job and i'm just making some stupid videos from which is a bedroom. great trade oh yeah just make oh. tiktoks or oh, go yeah. work 40 hours exactly at a job and that's how i was seeing it for a while there is like i was like i was like you know about to go begging on my hands and knees back at my old job that i had before covid you know like take me back and now it's like fuck i'm on tiktok like making these stupid videos about the fact that i can't take a piss standing up and I'm fucking making all this money and people are eating it up, you know? It's like I'm fucking loving it. And on top of that, there's branded content, which, like, isn't my favorite. I honestly fucking hate making videos for other people. I hate making branded content, but, like, that brings them money as well, you know? Like, I've been offered, like, a couple thousand to promote shit, you know? And it's like... That's like easy money right there. It's a wave of product and you get some money, but it's like, I don't know. I don't like making content for other people. All the shit that I was doing, like, yeah, people ate it up and it, it like encouraged me to keep doing it. But I was ultimately doing it for myself because it's like, you know, we had COVID going on and shit and I'm just in my bedroom losing my mind. It's like, it's more fun to go out and make a stupid video and make a stupid joke, you know, make me feel better about myself. Even if what I'm saying is, like, you know, this dark shit about my disability and whatnot. Like, it's still, like, I'm fucking loving every second of it. And that's how it was. Like, I I honestly, like, I hope you like, I hope you like doing what you do with this, like, content creating shit with this podcast. Because, like, I miss, like, genuinely enjoying making videos. Because, I mean, now with being banned and even a little before I got banned, like, I wasn't enjoying it very much, you know. Like, I wasn't, like, all the fun had been taken out because it was, like, like, I was starting to question who I was doing it for. Like, was I doing it for myself and because I enjoy it? Or was I doing it because I once had this momentum and I was trying to keep it up and, like, 
get it back, you know. You hear that a lot. Yeah. The idea when people blow up and their shit starts really taking off and then they kind of are a prisoner to that. Yeah. And they're just doing these things that yeah. maybe they don't want to do to try to keep up that oh totally that flame. Totally. Because they tell you in like on TikTok, like I had so many like other big creators tell me like you have a niche, like you calling yourself a retard and making a making a you know self-deprecating joke like that is like gaining the views you need to keep doing that and you need to like like don't stop like you know foot to the pedal you know just like full speed keep going at it and i was like i don't know if i want to like only do that you know like that doesn't sound fun because when i make a video and i'm like promoting my album like yo i made this like piece of art that i put a lot of time and effort into and i really enjoy it um the algorithms it's like nah people don't want to see that you know people don't want to see your little art project you made they want to see you you know fucking making fun of yourself and so yeah it could be a it could be a big like blow to your not only your confidence but just your like passion you know and your like drive to like create this content well that's what's really interesting about your content is a lot of it was self-deprecating yeah and that's weird why you were banned is you know you were the butt of your own joke exactly and that's the thing is i see i'll scroll through tiktok like i'm sure i could go on my tiktok right now and i'll see someone on my for you page that's making a joke you know a dark joke or whatnot that directed at another group you know directed at someone else and they're not making themselves the butt of the jokes like the one a type of content that i really hate i'm not going to get too off track here but I really hate um little knee drinking beer ASMR for the mic. Um little but, something for the people. Little something for the people. People always don't need to do weird shit like ASMR or like I don't know how many people have like unironically asked me to like start a OnlyFans or some fucking weird shit like that. But um I give them to it a little bit. I'll I'll show my feet on camera every once in a while just for those just are those like you know those oddballs that are looking for that type of stuff. Um, but anyway, the type of content that I really hate is like the shit where they're making other people the butt of the joke, and it's like there's like I'm not gonna drop names or fucking get you in any trouble, but there's like these dudes on the internet that'll like go out and like they'll um go out in public and like moan in people's ears or just like harass people in public and shit i don't like and that shit no it's fucking like they're not like everyone else is the butt of the joke but them you know and it's like that type of content it's just like like i put myself if i was at a grocery store and someone came up and moaned in my ear i'd be so fucking pissed off you know i'd be like and i'm like a i'm a pretty easygoing guy but like that shit was like i don't know the just, ones that really bothered me, I've seen ones where people pre pretend to be employees at a store yeah. and then go and fire another yeah, employee yeah. and the person, you know, breaks down because yeah. they need the job or they and don't understand what's happening. Why would you do that? Why are you trying funny. to fuck up somebody's it's day? Not, it's not funny. I don't, I don't like gain, like I gain, um, you know, like I don't, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but it's just not enjoyable to watch. Yeah. basically it's i, I like, can't imagine you get a good feeling yeah doing that yeah i don't i don't gain pleasure from seeing like other like innocent people that don't even know there's a camera recording them like you know like getting hurt like it's just not i don't know i don't get how you could 
You have to be a pretty fucked up type of person to like genuinely enjoy that shit and like eat it up. And I don't even do. know. I don't even know if they enjoy it. The people that are making it. I think some people watch it and do laugh because yeah. you're not the butt of the jokes. So you yeah, can laugh at exactly. it. I think the people creating it might just get wrapped up in that same thing of now I have to do this because I have to get the views. I have to get the yeah. likes. You know, and that's definitely giving them the benefit of the doubt because like I've, I've been there, you know, obviously it's a different story and like. I don't agree with the content, but yeah, I like, you know, like my biggest video on the platform when I was on got 40 million views. It got 10 million views overnight. And it was a video of me. I was, I was about like five or six beers deep just sitting on my front porch and I had it panned on my bare feet and I go like wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. And then I turn my camera around and I'm obviously very intoxicated and I was like, I'm retarded, and that's just, like, the entire video, and people ate that shit up. People thought it was the funniest shit ever for no reason. Like, I I went on the next day, and if it wasn't for the 10 million views I had got on that video, I would have deleted it, you know? I'm like, this is dumb, but people were eating it up and following me, so that's how I broke a million followers, actually, was that video, and I'm just like, this is the dumbest shit, you know? It's like... So know. what was what was your time frame like? So you joined the platform. You start did you start with that self-deprecating humor or did you start with other types of content? I, mean, I was on the platform from cause it was called Musically before it was TikTok. It was a whole nother thing. And it was mainly oh, shit, like I thought that was I thought those were two separate no, platforms. It, it, they, it was the they same got, thing. Yeah, it was the same thing. They got bought out by like another company, I think. I don't know the I don't know my facts on that one. Um but like I think they got bought out by another company and they changed to TikTok. And at first, they were still focusing on, like, lip syncing and, like, music and stuff like that. But people started using it ironically as, like, oh, you know, just, like, just, like, making ironic videos or, like, you know, satire, I guess. And I I ate that up. And I, I started just as a viewer. Um, and I was trying, I was in high school. And I, me, and my, uh, me and my friends would make, like, dumb videos. And I think I made one video, um... Like, my first video on the platform was, I think, me, I was in the car. It was This was, like, when I was in high school. I was a fucking senior in high school. I zit, like, all over my face, and I'm in the car. Bryce is on and shit. I looked, I looked fucking rancid. Oh, if I'm speaking out. Um, and I was just like, oh, I'm about to come. And then I panned the phone over and my mom's sitting right next oh, to no. me. And that shit got, like, <laughs> oh, no. that shit... <laughs> Oh, your poor mom. And my poor mom. And my mom, my mom endured a lot more. Like, that was just the start, obviously. But, like, that video, that was in, like, 2019. And it got, like, 70K. And so I got, like, a little bit off of that. Like, I think I gained, like, like a thousand followers off of that. And then I just, like, would do other dumb shit that, like, would get, like, a couple views here and there. I think I had another one where, like, I had the phone and, like, I grabbed a piece of ham out of the refrigerator and i went into my brother's room and threw it at him and he looks up and he's like why are you naked and then the video just cuts and that was like that was the type of shit that i was on like really so you were just early. making funny videos oh yeah you were i was just, just having fun making funny videos doing like stupid shit with my friends and it was fun and like i would gain like i would get a video that would get like 70 to like 100k here and there but i wasn't thinking of it as anything you know i was just like oh this is this somehow blew up that it wasn't thinking of it as a career or nothing. 
And then I'd like promote my music, obviously, and do that. And that didn't do anything. That didn't gain like any traction at all. Um, and so that's how it was for me from like 2018, 2019 to like early 2020. Um, and then, yeah, when COVID started, like there's that like month or two where I was just like, I think I watched Breaking Bad for the first time and just was kind of laying in bed all day. And then I was like, I was just scrolling through TikTok and I'm like, there's like some trends that were popping and I'm like, you know what? Like, I feel like I could do this trend, but also add in, like, make it a joke about my disability and like, you know, make myself like the butt of the joke. So I started doing that and it started like right away. Like I was seeing the payoff from it, you know, like May 2020. Um, not money wise, but just like view, views. views and followers and shit. And I just kept at it for like through that whole summer, just like I wasn't like a grind at that point. I wasn't on the like mindset of like, okay, I got to post like twice a day at these times and this to gain these these many views. It was just like, oh, I have a video idea. Let's do it. Like my twenty k followers that I have or whatever will like eat it up, you know. Um, and so it was like that. And then yeah, in like November of it was like November December of twenty twenty. I started doing these videos where um, I would do like a an outfit check, check like a fit check, and I'd like pl- pl- like set the camera up, and I'd be like, "Yo, what's up, guys? It's Louie. I'm here with another fit check." Um, what was one that I said like something about like I know I know I'm disabled, and like you know it might be a shocker that my legs work, but I could tell you one thing: my dick doesn't, or like something <laughs> like that. Because I was on Lexapro at the time, so, like, my, I was fucking, I was a limp noodle down there, you know? So I was, like, I was just, like, depressed You were just having a good shit. time. Yeah, I was, like, on medication, making these fucking, trying to find a little bit of humor in my life. Because, like, I, I won't even get into the, like, medication talk, but that shit just made me feel like nothing. So I'm, like, these videos gotta make me, you know, feel a little bit of something, you know? So that's what I was doing at that time. Um... And yeah, that's like what really started popping off for me were like the fit checks and like I'm like, hey, like I see a formula here. People are liking like liking like seeming like it's like something normal, like, oh, I'm doing like an outfit check, but then just like hitting them with that like hard curve ball that they're not expecting and like a lot of the comments I get is like, Am I allowed to laugh at this? You know, like this is like like this is like like I don't want to get cancelled. Like, can I laugh at this? I'm like I'm the one that made the fucking joke. Like, you can laugh, you know? Like, I made the joke. I expect you to laugh. But it would be weird if I made a joke and no one laughed, you know? No one likes doing that. So, yeah, that was that was really how it took off was those, like, fit check videos and this other videos where I was making a this very dark joke that people weren't sure if they could laugh at. Um, and, yeah, so that was, that's how it started. And it, um, I kept it going like that and I I got into like doing skits and other stuff you know and just like trying to I at first I stayed very topical I was very up on all the trends and everything that was going on so it was easy to keep gaining momentum but I got like hella burnt out of doing all that you know doing trend shit doing like staying up to date scrolling through TikTok just it was like studying almost you know I'd spend like an hour or two every day just scrolling through seeing like what other people are posting to be like, okay, what should I be doing? And I got hella burnt out of that because I'm like, this isn't like, an, it, it got, 
unenjoyable like really fast yeah it gets i mean a lot of people say that i've heard with youtube is they try to study the algorithm youtube's hard i still like i only have like a thousand subscribers on youtube and i've only really posted music videos i don't think that i would have like even that many if i wasn't posting music videos but like youtube's fucking hard like every time i try to make like a comedy video for youtube like a longer form video i i think i think part of it is being in covid and just doing tiktok for so long i got so used to like the short form under a minute videos you know you don't have to like plan anything out super long term with that shit you know it's just like oh here stand here and record me saying this and then cut to this and then that's the video you know it's not like okay we're gonna go here and film something and you know, go to this film location and we need to get this and this and this because whenever I try to do a YouTube video, it's like I do all this planning and then I like start making it. And I'm just like, I'm already burnt out, you know. It's, it's like, like a film like, production. Exactly. Like that's why I'm so impressed with all of this. I'm like, damn, I, I would not have the time and energy to like put into like building a whole ass studio to make content, you know. Well, this is a lot easier in that we just. Right. We just show up and sit down. You, and talk. Yeah. This is a, we're just having some beers and talking. Sorry, I keep, like, yelling. I talk very loud. Maybe I should sit a little farther No away, worries. I think, I just, how are we doing on that? Yeah. Oh, I, I see Andy. Oh, Andy's over there putting I in some work. I saw him turning knobs every time I would yell. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't want to, I don't want to hurt your ears too much. But It's a clipping a, thing. If you, oh, these yeah. mics are, I mean, I don't have to tell you. Yeah, but I know, I know out. all about all that. So, yeah, it's all good. It's so when did this, when did the TikTok thing become a realization of oh shit this could be something like i'm starting to get some serious traction maybe i maybe i can do something when with when the khalifa followed me back on no TikTok. fucking shit <laughs> no i was kidding wow yeah, that oh was... i thought that was real no no she did follow oh, me what? yeah she did follow me but yeah what um, she was probably the most famous for, for people that don't know would you like to Say who Mia Khalifa is, just for our um, audience. That she is, a, she is a former. I don't. I I have a lot of respect for her, so I will not. I don't know because I know she has a rough uh, past with the whole porn thing. I know she got like didn't get paid a lot and all that shit. But she is a professional adult film actress, and a, so she fucking followed you. She followed me. She's cool. Yeah. She, Pull up how much she makes? Because I think it was something oh, absurd, it's like crazy. a couple. Grand. I think she is on OnlyFans now, actually. So good for her. I think. Yeah. I think she only made. I want to say it was like it under was like, five grand. Like, I think it was like twenty, gr like twenty maybe. Oh, maybe I'm maybe, maybe I'm twenty. But still, for the amount of views, twelve. $12,000 in the middle of what? Yeah. Khalifa shattered any illusions regarding the pay in the adult film industry on Monday, saying on Twitter she received about $12,000 for about a dozen shoots over three months before she left the industry in early 2015. 12 grand. 12 grand. I, I don't think you. I, I would not do porn for 12 grand. I wouldn't, no. We're going to have to add a lot of zeros at the end of that. Sure. I do show my feet for free, and I, I what I'm told. But that's different. Like, that's like branding. Then hey, if you want to see it's, more, yeah, follow and subscribe. There's this picture. There's this picture that I I flash a lot, like in random videos. It's like a jump scare where it's like picture of my foot with like spaghetti on it. Because I guess one day I was eating spaghetti barefoot and I spilled spaghetti on my foot, and I just took a picture of it because I thought it was funny, and it ended up becoming a big part of my branding and shit. With like my crippled like barefoot with spaghetti all over it 
Andy, you already know what to do. We got to see that. You got to look it up. Um, I'm sure. Look up not Louis Spaghetti Foot. So she she follows you, and are you just shitting your pants? What's what's going this through your head? This is the first like big famous person to follow me, and I was like, oh, like you could probably find it on. I don't know if they'll let you watch those videos because that's on my account that is now deleted. Man, I I could I could like email you a picture of it or something if you want to pop it up there. It's not that. It's not that. But yeah, I do have it on me. I gotta. I gotta. Yeah. Send it. Yeah. Send it to the Growing Pains Instagram. I will send that shit it. right now. So she was the first person that followed you that just had that universal recognition. Of, oh. Oh, uh, I know who this is. Yeah. This is somebody big. Yeah. First, and I'm trying to think. I had a lot of people that like. What's the What's the IG? Is it it's Growing Pains? It's Growing Pains NF. Casual plug for the podcast right there for anybody that wants to follow that. Very that's a very natural plug. That's that's good, yeah. Growing pains. And uh Yeah, I got this shit like in my favorites, so it's just like ready to go whenever whenever I'm prepared need it. for a moment like this. Oh yeah. Big moment. Hey, I got a picture you might want to see. Yeah. <laughs> if you're interested, if you're into something of the sort, there you go. Very classic picture. <laughs> Images blurred. <laughs> blur. Tap it, tap it, and you can, it'll reveal it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's my, that's like my whole brand right there is that, that image. So, I'll, I'll plug it in. I'll You'll, plug it in. You can in, in, yeah, in we'll post, pulled. yeah. She, uh, so she follows you, then what? Are you, what's I've happening? I just messaged her like, Hey, oh, you hit her up. The, I, I just messaged her like, hey, thanks for the... I wasn't going to be like big fan hey, if of you're ever work. in Eureka. Yeah, yeah, if you're ever in Eureka, hit me up. I was like, hey, thanks for the follow back. And she's just like, OMG, of course, you're like so funny. And like, that's... I think I only hit her up that time. I wasn't going to bug the shit out of her. But she'd like comment on my videos, like LMAO. And then all the comments would be like, yo, Louie, you got me a Khalifa in your, in your comments. And you're, you know, yo, yo, you're getting that. And I'm like, no, I have a girlfriend. And I'm 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 good, you know. Respect to respect to Miss Khalifa, though, you know, for following me. So that's when you realized this could be something. Yeah, when like big people started following me. That that's basically what I was getting to. When like verified people and like, you know, like artists and stuff. Like when they started following me, I'm like, okay, like I could make connections here and shit, you know. And I could like, I could like do that, and I have, and like I have like. You know, I've like made connections like on a on a on a greater level with some people. Other people like now that like I am banned, like it's like damn. I don't know if I'll ever like get an opportunity to like message this person again. Like um, uh, I don't know if you do you know what the H three H three podcast is? They're like one of the bigger podcasts on YouTube. I think I've heard about yeah them. Ethan Klein. Uh, he's yeah he's they've been on YouTube for a long time. He's like the other like big one of the big people that like i i was like a big fan of his work and stuff and like he followed me and i was like oh my god like you know like this dude's following me and like hit him up and like they sent me some clothing and shit now it's like i got my shit taken away from me and i'm like damn i don't have that connection anymore yeah, it's not like you have their cell phone it's, i don't know it's like i have like like he has my email i don't have his so it's like you know like fuck there's like i messaged him on instagram like yo i got my account deleted like Hoping that you could fucking 
have me on this podcast, I could talk my shit and maybe someone from TikTok would see it, but, you know, I don't know. We'll email this to TikTok yeah. for you. Oh, yeah, you never I know. They my could, breath, but... Just, yeah, no, but, yeah. So I, when when did it switch from, oh, this is, I'm doing this for fun, and then now I'm doing this because I need to get the views? When the views started slumping and, like, I, I was chasing the niche, you know, that people were telling me to lean into, because I started, like, there's a period from, like, November 2020 to, like, and even a little before that to, like, March or April of 2021 where, like, I wasn't, I was, like, I had music and I was putting it out, but I wasn't recording a lot of new music because I was like, oh, I'm doing this TikTok thing. Like, I'm trying to do this now. Even though music was, like, my main passion and, like, one of the main reasons I downloaded TikTok other than for the ironic, you know, like, the shit posting and stuff like that. Um, you know, I was, like, very passionate about my music and, like, when I lost the passion for that, I gained the passion for doing the comedy videos. And then and then I started, you know, when I started trying to promote my music and do other shit and the views slumped off, I'm like, ugh, I have to, like, lean into this niche now, you know, to, like, even get views. And that's when it started becoming somewhat unenjoyable when it started feeling like a chore and not just like a... a natural part of my day like oh like i'm bored i'm gonna post the tiktok for fun it's like i don't really want to do this but like my account needs the views and like i need to make the money in the creator fund you know so i gotta do it and that's when it that's when i started losing a bit of enjoyment for it it definitely wasn't like full-on like fuck this but it was like okay this isn't as fun as it once was it started changing. Yeah. Yeah, that idea of chasing the dragon. Yeah. It I think it hits a lot of people. Yeah. It definitely yeah, it definitely hit me hard. And I've talked to a lot of other like people that like it like it's the same. They're like, Yeah, it kinda fucking sucks, but you just gotta do it, you know. And I didn't like that. I didn't I didn't want to accept That's that. Shitty and, advice. Yeah, 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 like you just gotta do it. You gotta lean in. I think I only ever had one friend, like, one fellow, like, creator that told me, like, don't listen to that. Like, it's bullshit. You know, everyone else is just like, yeah, lean into the niche. You have to. You have to. And it's like, I don't want to fucking do that. And it's true. It's not even like they're giving me, like, bad advice. It's like, that's how TikTok works. You know, there's like, it's just like, if you want to succeed there, you kind of just got to do it. And it's like, that's what makes it not fun. The idea of the niche. I don't. I have mixed feelings about that. I mean, I if I too. listened to everybody that had advice for me on this podcast, it would look completely different. Yeah, it'd be a totally different thing. You kind of gotta. I don't know. I take all advice with a grain of salt. Good, good advice, bad advice. I just take it all with a grain of salt because at the end of the day, I'm gonna make my own decisions no matter what, and like I'm not gonna do something because someone else like told me it's the right thing to do, and that's like. That's why I stopped, like, going to college and, like, doing shit like that. Because I'm, like, I'm not doing this because I want to do it. I'm doing it because it's, like, what my family expects of me. And it's, like, what most older people, most, like, grown people expect from me. They ask me, like, they ask me what I'm up to expecting me to be, like, oh, I'm going to college. I'm taking classes. And really, it's, like, oh, I'm making music. Like, I just, I just made an album, you know. Or, like, I'm making these videos on TikTok. And they're just kind of, like, oh. 
okay then you know like they're not it, it just throws them off well they're from a different world yeah you know yeah our parents our grandparents they come from a time when that was not you couldn't even think of that yeah, as being an option them it. It wasn't they didn't like even a, have the internet yeah so it's like they can't imagine like someone like someone like me like creating stuff and putting it out there and seeing like compensation for it and it having like an incentive you know they're like that's like unfathomable for them so it's like i don't you know i'm not hurt by the like bitter look or like the you know like thrown off look that i get when i tell them that but it's like i expect it i anticipate it every time someone asks me what i'm doing and i'm like i'm making music you know i'm making content and there's kind of like Okay, good luck with that. <laughs> I don't even say. I just, I, I get asked, and I'll, I just say, yeah, you know, I'm working. Yeah, you know, say just at least leave it at that. Yeah, at least they, you know, they if they really start playing this, say you have a radio show or something, because that's to them. That's, that's my like, go to because yeah, nobody. Yeah. I'll say, oh yeah, I, you know, if they keep pressing, or normally it's my parents will say, oh, he does a podcast, or somebody around me will say like, that. Yeah, I'll be like, oh, shit, now we have to talk about this. Yeah, and then. You get the follow up of what is yeah, that? Yeah, you just talk to. It's like a radio show. It's like know, a radio. But you can't just, call in. Yeah, and it's just you're in a room talking. Yeah, dude, that's how it is with like my because my parents are very proud of me. They're like my biggest supporters and shit. And they definitely like they tell everyone what I do, and most people do not understand it at all. So like they they like spread my they everyone knows my business and shit, you know, and like. Like, when people ask, like, oh, what kind of music does he make? They're like, uh, it's, like, different, you know? It's alternative. Or, like, I've been telling them to say rap or something, even though, like, rap is, like, putting it very loosely because I do, I mix genres a lot and shit. So, like, I'm just, like, they, they you know, people like to ask questions, and I'm just, like, they don't, they don't need to be knowing my business, you know? They, I don't know. But I put it out there for anyone to perceive and, interpret so i guess even the older generation that might not come across it has got to know about it at some point how would you classify your music would you put it in a genre or it's kind of genre bending in that way that it goes across a bunch i don't like it's alternative it's indie it's rap you know it's all like cloud rap soundcloud rap um not 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 soundcloud rap in the sense of like the like like you know rappers like little pump and shit but it's like cracked out on like lane. yeah like it's like cloud rap like i i you know emo rap that genre is kind of like oversaturated and abused now but it could be all of the above it could you know i like i don't really like like explaining my music too in depth like i'll give it a genre to people to ask but um i don't like like explaining my lyrics or explaining like too much about it because i believe ultimately it's up for interpretation that's how it should be that's how all art everything that's created you know should be it should be up for interpretation and i like i do that with my um with my videos too like sometimes there'll be like a line or a joke and you know people might be like oh i wonder what he meant by that you know or like what's like is there like a satirical like is this a satire on something and i don't realize it like i like it I like for everything to be up for interpretation. Well, it's going to be that way regardless, yeah. right? Regardless. That's a good mindset to have oh, going into oh, it. Is... 
everybody's going to interpret what they want from it. Totally, yeah. And like, I, I like to keep it that way and don't leave, you know, don't give them anything to just like, you know, don't give them like the easy way out of it. When I, when someone listens to my music, I want them to interpret it fully themselves. I don't want, you know, me to like assist them at all. Like be like, oh yeah, I meant this when I said this and this thought this line you know like i want them to figure it out themselves so yeah good catch andy forgot um, to turn the forgot sign to turn on the you, yeah you beat me to the studio today i was across the street but we're gonna count that as that's the first one how many we're like 90 something in that's the first time someone's been here before me and damn that's an award yeah. we gotta I get live, a little plaque I, li- I live hell yeah yeah i live i live uh pretty close so it was i was like fuck i'm gonna be early i hope they're not like in the middle of something else no like, normally andy and i are just in here Shooting shit, watching yeah. watching videos of yours, right. or watching somebody's TikTok, or watching music videos, mm-hmm. just hanging out. You got to get in the headspace when you're going to sit down and talk for a little yeah. while. Oh, totally. I I totally understand that. Yeah, I really I really like the vibe y'all got going on here. It's really cool. So. Yeah, it's been fun. It's yeah. a it's just a cool, relaxed space. That's yeah. the most important thing. Is you want people to come in here and say, "Oh, it's it's going to be cool. Yeah. It's going to be a cool time." Yeah. Oh yeah. And so with your music. Do you, you record music videos for all those songs? Not all of them. I have like, I think I have like five music videos out on YouTube at this point. It's not a lot. There's kind of, um, I make them for songs. Like a lot of times it's just me and my friends hanging out and it's sporadically like, oh, let's make a music video for this song. Like I have a good idea and we'll like go to a location or do whatever. You know, we always, there's always someone with a camera, someone, you know. It worst comes to worst, we shoot it on the iPhone, you know, it's like, you know, there's always some way to, like, create a music video, like, with just our natural surroundings, um, and so I just make them whenever they come to my mind, whenever I have an idea. My first music video I ever made was for just, like, a random throwaway song that I have, and me and my friend were just hanging out, and we were, like, getting fucking shit-faced as parents are out of town and we we're just getting drunk and i fucking puked and rallied like i threw up and then i fucking i was like fuck it we're gonna go like i'm gonna take another shot and we're gonna fucking record a music video right now and i took a shot took a bong rip and we went and fucking recorded this music video and it was pretty lit yeah, and so are so. you shooting recording you're editing yeah. all by yourself i do i do just about like, I have a producer, uh, shout out Corey, my, uh, shout out Bumble Crow, that's the name he goes under, um, he's, like, a longtime friend of mine, and a producer, and he's great, and he produced this entire album, and I have other homies that, like, produce and stuff, too, so, like, I have, like, I don't produce, like, I mainly do the writing, and, like, um, some of the mixing on my vocals and stuff, but, like, I haven't mastered by Corey, and, like, have it mixed a lot of times by him too. Um, but as far as like writing, creative direction, um, like I, you know, had these CDs made. I went through a company, obviously, but like I had the CDs made like all by myself, you know, like I, I put the money that I made off my music and shit into having CDs made. So it's like, yeah, I'm pretty much just like DIY, you know, like me, myself, and I, like, I'll, you know, pay for art every once in a while or pay for this or that. Yeah, I'm basically doing this shit by myself with, like, a couple close friends around. 
That's the way to do it. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like, you get I a don't... lot more out of it that way. Oh, yeah. Ah, thank you. And you, you. can I keep it. it. I said, cool to sleep up in here. Oh, oh yeah. I'm going to break this open then. This is, what strain is this? Do you smoke? Wait, what? Will yeah. you go sleep it? Yeah. So, with your, with your album, what was... Why why a CD? What was the decision with that? Were you just thinking you wanted to have some physical so, version of it? Yeah, so, I mean, people say CDs are, like, kind of coming back, you know, like, the whole Y2K, like, style with, like, having CDs and having your disc man or whatever. Like, people say that that's coming back and that it's going to be, like, the new thing. Like, you know, vinyl was popping for a bit and people... People say CDs are coming back. I also just already collected CDs. And I found CDs like to be a good, like, vinyl was too expensive and cassettes are too niche. So I thought CDs were a good medium where it's like, not everyone, but lots of cars will have CD players in them. Not hard to find a CD player. It's a pretty accessible piece of media still. I feel like it's not too outdated. Like, it is a little outdated. But it's not too outdated to where it's, it's not like, a cassette, like we were like, talking about. Cassettes still are so a, outdated. Yeah, yeah they're so they're a couple niche. steps up. Yeah, and so I just felt like it was. I felt like it was like the move to do a CD, and I just like, like I said, I already collected them myself, so I kind of had that bias. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a CD, and so yeah, that's. Can I, I see that? Yeah, you, it's for uh, you. You guys uh, like, oh, I brought. Sweet. Yeah, it's a we're, gift. Now we're gonna have to get yeah. a CD player. In yeah, there. I didn't I, bring it just to wave it and I then. Just, Hold it out. up in front of the camera. Exactly. I, yeah. I I'm digging the artwork on you. Yeah, yeah. One of my homies did that. Um, and then I did the art on the back and on the inside. And um, yeah, that's like I I have like at most like three people that I work with, three or four. I can't tell you the last time I held a physical CD. I I'm might have been. In, could be. I might have been in maybe high school. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I'm sorry, did you say you did the artwork or you had a friend that did that? A friend did that one and then um I did like the art on the back on the, and on the inside. On the inside. Yeah. Sure. That's badass, man. What is it like? I mean, this must be a gratifying feeling oh, to dude, finally it was, have it your was music. Surreal holding it like in my hand for the first time. It's crazy. I was like that like when I got it, like I was almost like I don't cry often, but I was like I didn't cry and I didn't cry then. But like I was almost like like this is like I created this and I made this and it's like in my hand and I have three hundred copies of it sitting in front of me and I don't know how to move them. So, three hundred. Yeah. What was the price for three hundred? It's like twelve hundred dollars. So like four. Way bucks more a reasonable copy. than oh yeah than vinyl oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and I've made a couple grand off my music, which is like once again like TikTok pennies to the dollar because I got like songs that have like I think I have probably like three or four hundred thousand streams overall throughout all my music, and it's like that's pretty good. Pretty good for a Humboldt County artist. That's that's pretty, pretty good, good for anybody. Yeah, yeah. Better than the, it's better than probably like ninety eight percent of people that put music out do. But, like, I'm not in that, like, 1% yet. I'm kind of in that middle ground where, like, I'm trying to trying to break out to the next, you know, to the upper upper class of music. And I'm not really there yet, but I hope I could get there soon. Is um, the 1% that, is that the percent that really 
and do it full time and sees the income yeah. coming in. Oh yeah, it's it's like with anything. It's under one percent, if even of people that can make music and have that. Like unless you're very good with money management and very like have like a business plan. I don't have any fucking business plan with any of that, and I think I make it very clear. Like I'm going at this like all of this shit just like blind, you know. Like I'm just doing it like going in. Um, but yeah, like, sorry, what was the question? Just the... the aspect of you have to, you have to hit this height to actually right. be able to see some money. Oh, right, right, music. right, right, yeah. So, like, um, I hope I could get there someday, but like I said, yeah, it's a very small percent of people that do it's it. It's a hard that, game. Yeah, it's a hard game. Same with content creation, you know, I Just was in general, yeah, I was in that like upper percent of people when I first started with like the music or with the content and stuff that could actually like, you know, do something big with it. And I obviously to my own at my own, like part of it is being banned and shit that I partially probably fumbled it a bit and didn't make the right. Like I should have like, it's crazy. I talk to people that have like way smaller followings than me than I did have um, that like live in LA and like, you know, are like, big time i guess and they're like oh do you have an agent do you have a manager i'm like i have none of that shit i'm doing this shit by myself you know like i i'm i'm in fucking humboldt county no one around here has a fucking manager you know like that so that's like unheard of so it's like it definitely like i those are those are i don't know if i regret it because you definitely can go big time and transcend beyond tiktok without having a manager and without having an agent but it's one thing that i i guess that's the one and i only like regrets i guess is that i didn't like look into that before i have my whole platform like taken from me basically so i don't know well the question is what could they do for you what is a manager i mean that one of my friends one of my good friends um that has a tiktok and has a manager um, he got banned much like I did, and they're able to set him up with a Zoom meeting with someone, like a representative from TikTok, that was able to reinstate their account within minutes, you know? And it's like, that's like, that is like the big thing. Is like that would they, be, that would have been handy. That would have been, been nice very handy. It would have, it would have made this past month that I've been going through, because it's been like, then over, yeah, like over a month now that I've been banned um on TikTok and um it would have made it a lot smoother if I had that resource. But that's really that and just like other like connecting you with things that you might not be able to connect with, you know, if you didn't have an agent or a manager, whether it's like as much as I said I hate doing brand deals, I could have probably got much more like luxurious brand deals if I had a manager or had an agent or something that could advocate for me and be like, you know, go had the connections to be like, oh, I have this client or I have this person that you might be interested in and, you know, opened opportunities for me. But that's just a what if. This is a hypothetical at this point because it's like, not that I don't think I'll ever be able to get my account back because I'm still actively fighting, but if so, it's like in the past and I'm going to keep doing the music and like, hopefully do youtube and i'm gonna stream on twitch and do all sorts of shit um so yeah like life goes on basically i'm like i'm still actively fighting to like get my account back but i'm also not putting 
all your much. eggs in that all basket. my eggs in that basket like it's the end of the world if i can't get it back because one thing that i realize that's really important i think that like a lot of times because i think like when I, oh i got ash on the table oh you're good you can ash in that if oh, you want to that's what these little, nice little bowls are for um but one thing that i realized very quickly after i got banned was that um that 1.4 million followers that i had yeah they followed me they took the time to follow my account and say hey like i want to see more of this guy but at the same time they're following me in my most viral moments and they're most likely following me because of those viral moments not because like oh like i care about this person and like what they're doing and i'm like a genuine supporter you know it's not just because i had that 1.4 million followers that doesn't translate to actual like genuine support it's just people that like decided to kind of stick around when i was in my most like viral moments when i was like at my peak and um what matters way more to me at this point is like the people that like take the time out of their day to like listen to my music and like actually support me and stay up to date on everything i do like that genuine like real support no matter you know it the number it doesn't matter you know the amount of people it could be two people it could be two million people it, that matters more to me than like the viral the viral aspect of it at this point and i'm trying i'm trying to stay in that mindset it's definitely hard because it is like a serotonin hit it is like a you know like dopamine hit when you get that viral video and it's getting millions of views and you're having like verified like famous people comment on your video like oh my god this is so funny it could be a huge ego boost and a huge hit of dopamine but I have to, like, keep myself grounded to a sense and be like, okay, is this really going to matter in the long run? Or is, like, the genuine, like, support for, like, the shit that I'm trying to do long term, like, does that matter more? And, like, that's an easy question. It obviously matters a million times more to me than, like, any of that viral shit. Real supporters are important. Oh, yeah. Not even supporters, just real people that are, that care about what you're doing. Yeah, yeah like, real people, like, people that show up to my fucking shows that I do and shit, like, those people matter way more to me than, like, the couple people that comment, oh, haha, funny cripple on a video online that did, like, a couple million views. Like, that shit doesn't matter in the in the long run. Are you reading the comments, or back when they were blowing up, were you digging into the comments? <clears throat> so, most, most creators will tell you, oh, I don't read comments, it's a waste of time, that's fucking bullshit. I I would read comments. I would spend a lot of time reading comments. And I got some of my best fucking content from reading comments. Because TikTok has that feature where you could reply to a comment with a video. And that shit was a game changer for me. Because there were so many ridiculous out-of-pocket comments. And I was like, I can make a whole-ass fucking video on this comment right now. And I had one video. This is another one of mine that did really well and someone commented like and i later learned that it was like a 12 year old kid and i kind of felt bad because i kind of like burnt the shit out of them uh, burnt the shit out of them but they commented like oh you're really like it 
it really like sucks that like you're gonna die young because you're disabled without knowing Jesus. anything. <laughs> and this is coming from a twelve year old kid. Twelve year old from a fucking twelve year old. And I'm like I'm like at the time I didn't know this, I didn't think the time like someone had to tell me like Yo, you realize that was, like, a kid that commented that, and I was like, oh, shit, like, I kind of feel bad, but I got a video, I got a 10 million view video out of it, um, and I commented basically back being like, oh, they're assuming this out of me, like, they're assuming this, um, without knowing anything about me, and this is really a sigh of relief because, you know, my doctors could never figure out what's wrong with me, I'm glad <laughs> that this person could, and then at the end, I realized before I made the video, that they had a, a dead relative in their bio. So I took the very low blow of like, at least I know soon that I'll be able to like be up with AJ. I'll tell AJ oh, hi for you. Oh, you went in. I went in. Or I was like, what What shoes is AJ wearing in the casket? I'll get him or some knives yeah, to bring with me. Yeah, exactly. I'll bring some with me. And that like that shit, it got on like fucking like out of pocket TikTok compilations and shit. I was like, that was one of my, like, most successful videos. And it came... I guess I'm no better than those people that moan. I, I well, that's really, a little, at the end of the day... It's a little different. Yeah, I'm at moaning people's ears. I'm just... I'm not even the butt of my own joke at You're that point. You're out here flaming 12-year-olds. I know. I became the very thing that I sought out to destroy. Wow. I'm just now realizing that right now for the first time ever, so... That's crazy. Well, there's an argument to be made that if you're... If you're out here, especially if you're out here on social media and you're commenting, yeah, I guess, I guess they, I guess, I guess it's they did game. take the first punch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whether whether they're twelve or twenty four or whatever, they're still making or the 44. comment. Or forty four. If you come out here swinging, dude, game older, over. Fucking older people. I've had for one so many very old people hit on me in the comments. And sometimes they're the ones that are the most blatantly like, you know, like, oh, I fucking, I, this is why I hate disabled people. And I'm like, whoa, Jesus, whoa there, you know, that's not any different than saying you hate another group of people, you know, saying, that's just the same as saying you hate anyone. Like, that's fucking. You that is so crazy that to is, just yeah, comment that on a video. Yeah. yeah. That's like, why I hate disabled people. This is why I hate disabled people. And I'm like, like, I've gotten that comment word for word. And I'm like, because that'll be a joke about how, like, I always, I love joking about how I collect disability payments and use it to, like, buy drugs and stuff, which neither of those things are true. Um, I buy drugs with my own hard-earned <laughs> yeah. money. I work at a thrift store. I I'm work, bringing in my own bread. I, yeah, exactly. I'm making my own money to buy these drugs. No, but, like, um, I'll make jokes about how, like, oh, yeah, like, I use taxpayer money to fucking, like, you know, do this and this and that. And, like, I serve nothing to society. And then some, like, old fucking boomer with a fucking MAGA hat on in their, in their fucking profile. And so they like, see, this is exactly why I hate disabled people. And it's, like, an ironic. And I, I'll, like, laugh at first because I'm, like, <coughs> I'm, like, oh, this is totally some imposing. It's, like, a, like a fucking, like, 60-year-old man. And I'll go on and it's, like, oh, this is actually a 60-year-old man. Like, this is fucking, like, like get a life, bro, you know? But I just end up making content out of those people's comments, too. So at the end of the day, I'm making money off it, and they're looking like a fucking clown. That's a good way to do it. Oh, yeah. I think looking at it and 
just brushing it off, which is the important part, because a lot of people read those comments and internalize them, and then it becomes debilitating for them. I've never let that happen, but I've also just faced a lot of that, like, in real life as well. Like, you know, like, I reclaim words like cripple and retard, and, like, that's because I've been, like, called those words to my face. So it's, like, obviously, like, I'm going to reclaim them, and, like, I learned a long time ago to, like, not take any of that to heart because like it's like the it's like the classic thing they tell you about bullies when you're like a fucking kid like they're saying that because they feel insecure about themselves you know like that's ultimately like what it is it's like these people either have a lot of hate in their hearts or like they're insecure about themselves for some reason i heard that too what was that somebody it uh it might have been a mic Normally, yeah. you get some interference from a, an electronic next to something. I don't know. Andy, it might have been your phone just a little too close to your mic there. Yeah, did you... So, you got a lot of that. Oh, yeah. Like, every day. Like, I wake, I would wake up to new comments that were, like, not very nice. I'd wake up to a lot of very nice comments, too. And I even made a video about that once. Like, I don't shed enough light. Like, I always am going for the negative comments to make content and get a reaction. And a lot of times those people are commenting too. That's the other thing is people comment because they want that video to be made, you know? So that's when it becomes like a, it's a like a wham. troll. It's, it's, it's a game. It's like a, it's like a cycle because I'm making the video to make them look dumb. But in reality, like they probably commented that because they're like, Oh my God, this guy makes like viral videos off replying to like these hateful comments. I'm going to make a hateful comment. So it's like a cycle, you know? A shitty cycle. Yeah, it's a shitty cycle. And that's another thing. Like, I loved replying to comments and making videos like that. And at one point, like, I stopped liking it again. Or liking it anymore. Because I was like, why am I doing this? Like, it's just a shitty cycle of, like, these people at this point are commenting this because they know I'll make a video on it. And it's like, you know, it's just the, just the question. And I feel like you, like, I'm sure you've felt that way too where like maybe not because i i think you make this content just to like have genuine conversations with people but i think anyone that creates anything asks like why am i doing this at one point or another you know and like i that's that is one of the biggest takeaways from like making content on tiktok is like i found myself with that a lot more than anything else asking myself like why am I doing this? Because I've, n- I've never really done that with my music. Or when I have, it's just been stupid self-doubt shit. It hasn't been like a greater question of, oh, is this really what I want to do? It's just like, oh, I suck. Like, why do I? Why am I doing this? And that's just me getting in my own head, you know? I've had those moments where I get into my own head. Right. Especially when you have, with this, it's so variable. There's so many moving parts. Somebody could come on and maybe they had a bad day. Maybe you had a bad day and the interaction is just off or the conversation takes a turn. Yeah. I've never asked myself, why am I doing this? I have asked myself, why are people watching this? Like, why why would you watch a 24-year-old kid talk to random people who's trying to just figure out his life? Yeah, people just fucking like It's weird. It's weird in a way. Have you had any, like, shitty guests on? Like, or any, like, ones that... You don't gotta name names, but have you had any where you're like... I wouldn't say... I have not had any shitty guests. Uh I have had difficult conversations, but usually Mm -hmm. it's 
I always look back Different on point of view or something or yeah or sometimes no not even that it's just it's always me that's that's been my mo i always frame it in that it's never the guest it's always something that i uh, right. i did or i right. could have done differently right i've had conversations that are difficult i've had guests and i've had times when personally i've gotten riled up and right. it gets a little heated and becomes unproductive that's happened not not an insane amount andy and i have andy's been here for and he's been here for a few episodes now, and he's witnessed that happen. And it's just, you're talking about ideas, and yeah. people get emotional about right. ideas. I get emotional about ideas. You start getting attached to ways yeah. of thinking, and then when somebody pokes that, you get defensive. Yeah. And it's a very, very human reaction. Yeah. And something that just, it just happens. I am constantly trying to work on that, mm -hmm. and I slip into it. Yeah. And so you do have that, which I don't, I have enjoyed every conversation that I've had. Some have been a little more painful for me. Right. I will say that. Growing pains. That's part, that's literally in your name. I think so. somebody was looking out for me when I came up with that name because yeah. I was not smart enough to come up with that. Yeah. I don't know where it came from or why yeah, I got you just, it. You just woke up one day and we're like, yeah, that's the name for the podcast. It, I had had a lot of growing pains mm -hmm. in my life. And my parents would always say, well, you know, this is, you're having some growing pains. This yeah. is going to be a difficult lesson for you. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I, it yeah. came to me that's, and that was the podcast. Beautiful. I like that. That's, yeah, that's a good name. So. But I go back and forth on comments. Uh -huh. Sometimes I think it would be nice and I've tried reading them and responding to them because I want to build that community with people. And I think some of the people that are watching are those ones that genuinely care. Right. And it'd be cool to have that back and forth dynamic of, instead of them just watching this, they get to interact yeah. on some level. And there's more than just commenting, like replying to a comment on YouTube. You could like, you know, like I have a Discord server and like, you know, you could do Discord. You could set up the, if they're like hardcore supporters, set up like a Patreon or something. That's like, exactly what Andy's been preaching to me. Dude, like I, I, I'm preaching it. I need to listen to my own advice on the Patreon one because I've had people asking me if I'd start one for a long time and I just need to do it because I have like, yeah, like I said, it's like, it's like it could be two people or two million. And for me, it's most likely going to be like two or three people. But it all and, adds up. And yeah. just the act of that support yeah. is meaningful. It, exactly. Even if it's like they're throwing me a dollar a month or something, it's like. Damn, they like care enough to like pay that dollar. Oh yeah, I'm on Cameo. That's the pulling up. Like, I've done very few. See me with my fucking tongue out there. I didn't know that was the thumbnail on that one. And so Cameo uh, people just pay you to to say things like happy. Like it's supposed to be for like if you have a birthday or something or like, like a little oh, shout out, like, a little shout out message. Yeah, or, like people troll and be like, oh, say this, and it's like you know, like oh, say like. You know that you like to fucking drink your own cum or something, and like they'll if you're if you don't have you know if you have a lack in dignity, you might do it for a couple dollars. So I'd probably do it for like five. Depends. Bucks. Yeah, it depends on the amount, right? Yeah. Where are like, we, what are we talking? Someone like I mean, I just said it now. I'll do it again if someone wants to pay me. You five shouldn't bucks. say that. Now you're gonna have a yeah. lot of people hitting you up on cameo. Hit me up on cameo. I I have like I haven't done a cameo in over a year. But, but my the comments thing worries me because I know it's not on some level it's not 
it's not tangible. It's not real. You could get sucked into the world where you only read the good comments or you only read the negative ones and, and that becomes your worldview. That's how I got with the ne- with the negative ones. And it was like, I finally, like someone called me out on it. And then I kind of, I already kind of was like starting to feel it myself. But I was like, yeah, like I'm getting all these nice comments and I'm choosing to like respond to like the one or two negative ones I have. And I'm, like, totally neglecting, like, the community of people that, like, support me and shit. And it's, like, like what, like, I, it was, like, I was questioning my motives. I was questioning why I do it and stuff, you know? And I was, like, damn, I'm really just doing it for the drama and for, like, like, yeah, like, I don't necessarily regret it. But, like, yeah, I was doing it because, like, oh, this is what's going to get the views and get me the money and shit like that. It's all about the views. Exactly. That's that's what clip. I worry about is yeah. flipping into that world because it's. I think it's so easy to do that. Yeah. Oh, totally. It, yeah. It, was, it comes almost naturally when you're putting stuff out there for people to perceive and react to. Like you almost you almost gravitate towards the negativity of it. Yeah. I don't know why people do that. I my, I think saving grace is that I look at that and I just kind of feel bad for that person. Yeah. Like, if you, that's how you want to spend your minute or your 30 seconds is commenting some shit on a video you saw online. Yeah. What is going on in your life? Yeah, what are you dealing with where it, you, you took the time to say that? Yeah, that's, where it, that's what it comes down to, like, back to what I was saying about, like, um, like, the thing you learn when you're really young about, like, Oh, if someone's like bullying you, it's probably they have stuff going on at home or they're insecure about themselves, you know? It's like they got shit in their own life that's eating them up. So they're taking it out on you. And that's something it's it, it holds true with the internet too. It very much like very much holds true with like comments on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram or whatever, you know? Yeah, people have people are weird yeah. and they're nuanced. And if, your life isn't exactly going how you want. The inclination is to lash out when you see somebody yep. doing something that they're passionate about. Exactly. And that, like, that goes back to, like, I think that's the whole reason that I was fucking banned, you know? Because it's like, I'm like, like, yeah, I wasn't at my peak. I wasn't at my highest point, but I was still, like, making content every day and, like, making my music and, like, pursuing something. And someone probably came along and was like, I don't fucking like this cripple doing this. Like, I'm so, you know, I feel so shitty about my stuff. Like, I'm just going to fuck their day up and reported all my videos and got me fucking taken down. And, like, then a real fucking struggle getting it back. Well, you're a unique case because if you can make it and they're not happy with what they're doing, the inclination is to say, oh, well, now I need to tear that down. Yeah. Because if he's up there with all the limitations placed on him, what is my excuse? Exactly. Why I should yeah. be farther along, but they don't want to look at it like that. They don't want to so look they at attack. Yeah, and ultimately that comes down to like people look at disabled people as like a lower status of person, just because they have a physical limitation or a mental limitation that they can't just succeed big things. And that very much holds true in a lot of the. And I won't talk my shit too long or talk my shit too hard, but like. Oh, talk your true shit, Louis. We're in a lot it. of the fucking fields that I'm in is I think people like they know what I'm like they know what I'm capable of and they know like what I do and they know that like it's like it's good you know like I I 
I try not to have too big an ego, but like when you're when you get to the level that I got to, that I that I was at, and that I'm still like kind of at, like you have a bit of an ego about yourself, and you carry yourself differently. And I think a lot of people like to see me as like because I got that disability and shit that I'm like less than them, you know. And that's held true for years before I even had this following. Like people that I'd make music with and shit would see me as like, oh well, like. I'm I should be the star and like this person's like the the cripple little sidekick like the you know and it's like when when TV shows they throw in like a disabled side character that's only purpose is to be the disabled side character and like the comedic like relief at times or some shit like that like that's what people expect of me but it's like no like I'm trying to be like the fucking head honcho of this shit you know with the music that I'm doing like you know I'm trying to like. I'm trying to build my own thing up and, like, do my own big things. I'm not trying to be, like, a little, like, side character in your big, you know, your story and your uh, fucking arc that you're having with what you're doing. And, like, I'm, I'm not going to get too personal about it, but I've had a lot of relationships um, in the music, in the, you know, video creation and shit like that, but it very much feels that way. It's like, oh, you want me to be your little, like, side character you don't want me to like have my own success you know it's almost like they want you to fit into that box mm -hmm. and make yourself small and almost feel sorry for yourself yeah so that it's not you going out and achieving these things that they wish that they could but if you're sitting there saying oh you know my life sucks look mm -hmm. at where i am look at what's happened to me this it sucks then they'd feel better about yeah. it yeah yeah. But where you're going out and you're not letting anything hold you back and oh, you're man. making these TikToks and you're making your music and you're chasing your dream regardless of what's happened. Again, it ties back into the, they look at their own life and say, yeah. well, shit. Now, if you don't have an excuse, what is there for some what excuse is there for someone who doesn't have anything, doesn't have anything? They've got exactly. a cush job. They're, you know, eating three meals a day. That, that's how I feel. You go to a third world country and you look around. It's like, what excuse do you have? Yeah. If you're born in this country, what excuse do you really have? Yeah. You've got a phone in your pocket? Okay, and you're complaining because the world's not fair, but you have a phone. And, and you, you could, could do whatever, do whatever with you it. want it's with that. Like, I didn't, I don't have, I didn't have, like, a team to back me. I didn't have a manager or an agent or, like, you know, a fucking all these resources i had this phone and you did you it know, by yourself and, and i and did it some, by myself and friends, i created but... with some friends that like at the start it was literally like me and like i'd go and bug my brother and be like yo like can you like help me like come out in the front yard i want to record this video and you like you have to push me out of a wheelchair and it's like that's like the fucking video that's the joke is you push me out of the wheelchair and it's like like that that's the type of shit i was on and like that's how i started and it was like it didn't take a lot of effort you know Especially, like, like if we go back to, like, when I was talking about, like, the timeline in that period where, like, I had a small following and I was just doing it for fun. It wasn't a job or anything, or I wasn't seeing any big payoff from it. It was just, like, I had a small following. A lot of it, like, I think it would only really take at the most, like, an hour out of my day. And it was, like, a fun video and it would get views, you know? And it was just something fun and it, like, didn't take a lot of time out of my day and shit. And it's like, it's that easy to get started, you know? And even when I was doing it full time and like 
doing it every day. It was like I was setting my own hours. I could start at like fucking nine o'clock at night if I wanted to, or I could get up at five in the morning and do it. You know, like I set my own hours. I could do it as long as I want. And then I get, I see like the payoff from it. And it's like, there's, you know, it's not, it doesn't, it's, doesn't it's not a really time consuming thing at that level obviously like bigger production things like youtube videos and like making like longer form content like that's more of a process so like you know it doesn't take a lot of time out of your day just make a video and it could go viral and i think that's how tiktok gets so addicting as well because people do that once or twice and then they fall into it of like oh i have to do this all the time and then that's when you're thinking like you have to do it all the time, that's when it like takes a lot out of you and starts like eating at your brain. Also, like when I was like, when I knew like it was getting to be a lot, when I'd be like with my girlfriend or like with my friends and like trying to have a fun time. And I'd be thinking like, oh man, I should be like making a video right now. And it's like, you still gotta have time for like real life shit, you know? You still gotta have time for like, human connection and shit like that and I was like damn I'm really valuing these like videos I make on a platform that pays me pennies to their dollar over like spending genuine time with my girlfriend or with a friend or with my family you know and I was like that was another I guess that was another part of it where I started to like question it and be like am I really enjoying this like it's you know when I started like valuing making those videos over anything but also like that's also just how a lot of like artists and creators are is like their work almost consumes them so it's like it's like it's it's you gotta find the balance it's like yin and yang you know there's i don't know it's a lot to process i struggle with that yeah that aspect especially with not with the views or the comments but with this i mm-hmm constantly i'm sacrificing time with friends or with family to do these Mm -hmm. and i look at that and that's a worthwhile sacrifice for me because i justify it saying you know i'm trying to build out this thing i love being in the studio i enjoy these conversations i get fulfilled from it but your relationships take a hit and i was always one of those people that thought oh you know if you don't see your friends except for once or twice a year that's okay like they're still your friends they get it but more so recently i've started to realize that relationships are like living almost like plants and you wouldn't expect a plant to thrive if you didn't water them if you didn't give them sunlight if you didn't take care of them you have these friendships that are dying on the vine and you're washing it off saying no they're they're fine yeah but you don't know what's going on in their lives you don't talk to them because you're too busy with your craft and that's the struggle because it, it's like it's a back and forth thing of like, okay, but this is what I want to do with my life and it should consume like any like you hear about like like you have to give it your all. It, it you has to take to up hundred percent of your time. Like, and this is another thing, like a lot of people in the field that I'm in, like a lot of my peers are telling me it's like, yeah, it like consumes you and you kinda like that's how you know you're doing good and you're like, you know, when you don't feel like there's enough time in the day when you're constantly thinking about work you're constantly working that's how you know that you're doing good and you're like succeeding you know even if you're not seeing like a an abundance of success in real time like you're work you know you're working you're fucking grind it's like the grind and shit 
And, um, but like, should I like was thinking, I was talking faster than I was thinking in the last I was coming out of your passion. I was like, it. I was very passionate about it and then I lost it. Well, there's a weird, there's, it's almost fetishized. Yeah. The idea that you have to, you have to give it 110%. Every waking hour, you need to spend honing your craft. It's like those, it's like those like over dramatic like alpha male things are like if you're not constantly working, if your inner circle isn't constantly talking about this, this, and I love this, that shit. Not, I hate that I shit. Love, oh. It's so like it's like that shit. Like it's literally like I don't know. It's like your life doesn't have to be all of this, but also like. To an extent, it is true at the same time. Like you That's should be like, thing. it's like it's a yin and yang thing because it's like it's like a back and forth thing, and it's something that I've really struggled with with music and with creating content. Is like, okay, part of me is telling me yes, Louis. Like it's totally valid. It's totally okay that like you're sitting here with your girlfriend, like watching the movie, and you're thinking about like, oh, I should be like, I have an idea for a song right now, or I have an idea for a video, and then part of me is like, no, Louis, like. This is like a human relationship thing. You care about this person, and like you should be like, what like watering the plant, like tending to the relationship, and it's like a really back and forth thing where I'm trying to figure out like what is the best, like what is the right thing, and I guess that just comes down to the type of person you are because some people are probably completely fine and completely okay with letting their work consume them and like not really having those relationships, not really watering those relationships. And some people are probably more okay with like, oh, this is like secondary to me. I want to tend to my relationship. So it's really about, I guess at the end of the day, the type of person you are and the type of person you want to be. Yeah. What I always go back to is, can you be, can you be at the top of your craft if you don't give it everything you have yeah and the alternative is what happens if you get there and you look around and nobody's at the top of the mountain and, with you and that's what i think about because i think about these people like my girlfriend and my friends and i'm like damn when i'm like at the top and i'm reaping the benefits of like and i say i say when and not if because it's like i want to have that positive manifestation of like it will happen and I never think of things as like, oh, like, if I blow up, it's like, no, when I blow up. And that's not me trying to be cocky or, like, get too ahead of myself. It's like, I don't want to ever think about a possibility where I'm not doing this shit. Um, and so when I think about that, I'm like, it's very um, one-minded. It's very, like, like, just thinking about myself because I think, like, oh, like, is this what, like, everyone out like if i'm not like watering these relationships and shit you know like are they gonna want to be along for that you know if i'm like you know constantly chasing this and not tending to the people in my life are they gonna want to be there at the top with me you know is that what they even want so it's like it's a real back and forth thing like all of it and it's like yeah like that's the thing i fear the most i think is going full in with everything and then not having anyone to like be there with me when like i'm reaping the benefits of it and nobody knows the answer that's the no one part. knows the answer i don't know if there's anybody that's incredibly successful whatever that looks like that talks about balance that's what i always hear from david goggins especially is he'll say 
the only people that talk about balance are people at the bottom. Yeah. If you want to be the baddest motherfucker out there, you have to give it everything you have. And I guess that's something that leans me towards just like going all in. There's something and seductive like, about that. Yeah. Of just giving yourself over yeah. to your craft. Yeah. And like I've done it to a sense. Like I've there has <clears throat> there has been times, periods, whether it's a day, week, whatever, where I'm just like I had a period recently where like I was out in LA networking and I was like and this is after I got banned on TikTok. Like I planned this big trip out to LA to network and like meet a bunch of people and do all this shit. And then I get banned on TikTok and I still went for it. It definitely like I definitely got the LA experience of like some big people that I hit up to be like, yo, we should like hang out, kick it, do whatever. When I got banned on TikTok and I told them that or I was like yeah, like, I got my shit banned, and, like, but I'm still trying to do this, and, like, you know, make content for Instagram or do whatever, they just, like, weren't interested anymore and shit, so I got the full LA experience of, like, fake-ass people. People just, like, using you for your, what you have to offer. For, like, the 1.4 million, they don't care about the, like, 14k I got on Instagram or, like, whatever else, they want that, they like that big number, and when I didn't have that to my name anymore, they... They didn't care about me as a person, you know, it's like, and I get that that's the business at the same time, though, you know, like, people, like, that people, like, ultimately, I got to use it to my advantage, and I got to, like, I had to, like, and I think that's something that I really struggled with, was not using that, oh, like, I'm a big creator, I got a million followers, almost, like, having, like, I think I was too self like, self-conscious of, like, oh, I don't want to come off as a dick and have too big of an ego. And I think it was almost to a fault to where it's like sometimes I didn't seize an opportunity because I wasn't too, like, assertive with, like, no, this is who I am. Like, I'm the shit. Like, I'm trying to go for this, you know? So it's really then, like, this is all, like, this is my growing. Uh, like, it's kind of full circle that I'm, like, on this podcast because it's, like, it's a growing pain I've been going through of, like, okay, like, there's some things, like, now that I don't have this platform that, like, I didn't, like, seize and, like, I didn't, like, go all in with, but also, like, I'm trying to, like, keep my head up and keep going and not let that shit get the best of me because ultimately, it's fucking TikTok. It's a short-form video platform like Vine was and look where Vine is now and look how many, like, Vine stars, like, ended up, like, doing vine and leaning into it way too much and then being nothing you know and maybe i should have maybe i should have took more of an advantage of the youtube shit earlier on and that's another growing pain of mine because i'm like oh i should have been making youtube videos like a year ago i'd maybe at least have like more subscribers and more of an audience to reach out to now that i'm banned but it's like um ultimately i live and i learn and i'm gonna keep my head up even you know like I've there's definitely shit that I did wrong when I did have that platform on TikTok and I learned from it and I'm like it it made me it molded me into who I am now and it's going to continue to you know that's that's the way you have to look at it to yeah. grow the ego check is an interesting concept I'm yet to have a full on ego death where it's just like I lose all sense of like who I am and shit and I also haven't like I haven't dappled in, like, psychedelics or anything like that that could trigger something like that. But I definitely have gotten close to having an ego death where I just 
completely just lose my sense of self and sense of like who I am or anything like that. Um, How did you come to that? Like, oh, just like like a lot of it is like trying to put things through, look at it through different lens. Like, okay, like in terms of like my relationships and stuff, like how am I treating this? I'm like, how much is like the shit that I'm doing worth it? in the terms of, like, this relationship, you know, like, um, and just, like, like, thinking, like, I guess thinking, like, in the long run, like, me putting this much effort into this one platform with, like, TikTok and stuff, like, how, like, how much is this gonna matter, like, 10 years down the road, like, do I really want to, like, full lean on into being this, like, content creator, like, influencer person, and, like, like, in 10 years, am I going to regret that, you know? And just, like, thinking, like, I don't even know, thinking, like, about who I want to be and who I currently was, I guess it just, like, caused me to, like, really put things in a different perspective. I have some worry with that in the sense that these moments that I have on this podcast are going to outlive me. Right. And more so than that, you know, what if I, my kids see this yeah. someday and they see me at these different stages in yeah. my life and they are interpreting me after I'm gone or while I'm still there, but at these points. Yeah. And people people like to hold you in place in time now. Yeah. And so imagine having a documentation like you do with TikTok where Man, you are frozen in time yeah. at these places where you think these ideas, you make these comments, you say these things. And in the moment, it's one thing, but look at look at where we are now. And if you jump back 20 years, what people said is yeah. not up to date with how people feel exactly. now. Exactly, and that's, that's ultimately what I... Like, I think that is the biggest cause of any sort of ego death or any sort of blow to my ego is just thinking about time in general. And, like, just, like, like 10 years down the road, like, I'm putting all this effort into this fucking video where I'm calling myself a retard or making some sort of self-deprecating joke like where is this gonna pay off 10 years from now you know and thinking of the longevity of things and like what if yeah like that's something i i haven't put much thought into and maybe i should put more thought into is like how will it age like on its own because it will live it will have a different life than like the life that i continue to live after i make it you know because it will continue to exist in this one like space and stuff and like in 10 years what if it's perceived totally differently you know and it's like i guess i i guess i hadn't like thought too much about that like like am i gonna regret like re i guess am i gonna regret like saying this or that like 10 years down the road and i guess that at the end of the day like we've seen it we've seen so many celebrities so many people have old tweets or old things they said dug up I guess at this point, if you're just, like, putting stuff out there, it's, like, a risk you have to take that, like, oh, something I might say 10 years down the road will, like, be interpreted totally differently, or 20 years or however It's many. not even a risk. It's yeah. almost a guarantee It's at a some guarantee point. that something. It Given could be enough the, time. It could be the tiniest little tidbit, and it could be, like, that could be totally warped and, like, seen way different than it is now. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not necessarily worried about it. There's almost a weird acceptance around the day is going to come. Yeah. In some regard. Yeah. I, and in some ways I do, I think it's cool yeah. because 
my kids will have a way of really getting to know me in a way I don't yeah. think a lot of people get. And even just the listeners of this show will get to know me in a way that m- even maybe my closest friends wouldn't know me. Because if right. you're, I mean, if this goes on for the next 30 years, think of how many thousands of hours. And even with content creation like you do, if you do Twitch, if you, anybody does any of those platforms and you're just putting out hours of content, people are yeah. going to have an idea about you and get to know you in a way that most people throughout time haven't been able to. Yeah, and I mean with music too. like That's music another too, expression. Like, like, I see music ultimately as like a therapy at this point. Like, I would never like get, like, if you listen to that at any point, like it is... A lot I'm of definitely gonna listen to yeah, this. I'm excited. I, I'm gonna have to dig out a a CD player. You, yeah, you don't you don't got one in your car or anything, or you know I do. My truck's in 01. I definitely, you definitely, I have definitely. A CD I'm gonna listen to it on the way home, oh, man. Yeah. yeah, right on. There's a lot of like depressing themes in it, and it's like I would never like go to my friend and like or go to maybe maybe I'd go to my girlfriend or something, but a lot I wouldn't go to the majority of the people in my life. And, like, say any of the shit that I'm, like, saying in this music, you know? It's, like, very much, like, like the only the only medium that anyone will ever get to hear me, like, talk like that in. You know, like, I won't even, like, some of the shit I say in there, I won't even say in, like, a video. It's, like, you know, it's very personal. And, um, very real and honest. And I guess that is the, like, the only thing that I will, like, specifically an outright say about my music is that it is honest like i do like to play with themes of like non-fiction sometimes in my music but ultimately my music is like uh, what a lot of other people have also told me too is my music is very like grounded in reality and like brutally honest almost to like a t you know it's like almost like whoa this is like too fucking honest right now and I try to, I try to, I try to stay true to that, like, in all the music that I create. And, yeah, I'll play with, like, themes of, like, nonfiction and, like, you know, like, speaking metaphors and, like, shit like that when I'm creating a song. But ultimately, there's a point, like, part of it is coming from, like, a real, like, like, part of me as a person, you know. Um, and that's, that's what I like about music more than anything, is I... I feel like it's the only medium, like, you know, when I'm doing TikTok, when I'm doing videos, like, like, right, right now, like, talking, like, it's just, like, I'm a normal dude, but, like, when it comes to creating, like, a piece of, like, fucking content that people are gonna perceive, like, other than TikTok, or other than the music that I make, like, it's a persona to a, to a, like, degree, you know, even if it's not, like, um, even if it's not, like, a full-on character, like, there's some, like, elements of, like, this isn't who I really am into, like, the videos that I make, and, um... And Where do you think that stems from? Is that just a, a, a desire to fit in at some point? Y- oh, definitely. I definitely struggled with, like, fitting, like, as a kid, being, like, the only disabled kid, like, that wasn't in, like, special ed classes and shit, like, being the only disabled kid, like, in my class most of the time in my grade like definitely struggle with like fitting in and like wanting to fit in as a kid and like definitely struggle with like a fear of missing out because of the condition i was like oh people don't want to bring me along people you know like people don't want to bring the cripple along 
And I almost started to lean into that with my content. Like, oh, no one likes the fucking cripple, you know? Like, the cripple... It's not cool to be a cripple and shit like that. And it it definitely, like, yeah, it's self-deprecating. And it is, at the end of the day, a joke. But it definitely stems from a real part of me. And, like, some sort of, like... It's, like, a... Not, like, a trigger, but, like, or a trauma response. But it, there is some real element there when i'm like making those jokes and like doing that shit it's it's humorous but it's coming from a real place Mm -hmm. a a deep place exactly and like i think that that so yeah like i guess that's a like it's a totally different side of me that isn't like in my music because like i'll add comedic effects to my music every once in a while i'll add like something funny that'll get like whoever's listening to To be like, oh, that was fucking out of pocket or that was whatever. But for the most part, it's like, oh, no, this is how I'm really feeling right now. And I want it to make you uncomfortable, you know, and I want it to like, I want it to either it makes you uncomfortable or like the other response I've gotten is like, damn, like I've never had anyone be able to like put that into words like how I'm feeling. And like you did that with that song. And like I like that was like too real. (laughs) And. So, like, I don't know. I guess it's just, like, different forms of, like, media or different forms of, like, creating. I show different different sides of me, and I'm probably showing a different side of me right now in this podcast, like, doing this, you know? It's, like, any any form of media or any form of creation that I do, like, it's going to show a different angle because we're not, like, one-dimensional or we're not, like, two-dimensional beings, you know? There's lots of sides to us lots of aspects to us but different things like bring out i guess and that's the thing that i appreciate about creating on like all these different like platforms and mediums but like it all shows a different side of you was that intentional with your music to expose that side of yourself or did that just come out it came out because a lot of it was more like the side that i talk about that still is like non-fiction like it was like me like my first song one of my first songs i wrote it was like talking about peanut butter and like like fucking kim kardashian eats a bunch of fucking peanut butter and that's why her ass is so fat and shit like that and like talking Jesus. about like yeah that was the first song i ever wrote was that's called why her peanut ass butter. is so fat yeah or something like kim kardashian eats too much peanut butter it goes straight to her thighs she doesn't realize that she's hypnotized by the peanut butter and I I somehow still remember that, and I'm I I'm not I don't know if I should be proud that I still remember that that I I still remember it. So, um, but yeah, a lot of my sorry I got really off topic there, but a lot of my early music was really like like not grounded in reality and who I actually am. It was like talking about like chicks and like fucking cars and like all the shit that was in the rap music that i was like listening to you know like, it was that very much like it was like yeah i was like watching like all these like rap videos on like youtube like vivo videos or whatever and like watching them and being like oh my god i'm gonna rap like this and i all my song songs early on were like that and then one day like i was just rapping and like i think what really started like me rapping about like actual like real shit was there you could still it's the first video on my instagram or like the earliest wasn't the first thing i ever posted but it's the earliest thing on my instagram that's like still up 
and it was like this like ten toes down challenge. This was like a a freestyle challenge back in like twenty sixteen or something. And you rap about like pain and struggle and shit like that over this beat. And I rapped about like being disabled and like being like, you know, like growing up like disabled and shit and like the like hardships that I had to face. And it was very much like it was very on the nose, like, oh my god, I am in pain. I'm tortured. Like a lot of my shit now, like it still comes from that place of pain and torture, but it's more like metaphorical and shit and more like up for interpretation. Like you could look at it at face value or you could, you know, you could like interpret it however you want. It could be metaphorical, but this was very like on the nose. Like I went through this and this and this and like I had it this rough. And that's, I guess that's what triggered like the like, oh, maybe I should make some music like about some real shit. And not about, like, the shit that isn't even about the life that I'm living. But, like, I was a kid, so obviously, like, like I wouldn't make shit like that now. That's, like, about some shit that I don't even, I'm not even about, you know? But, like, um, back then it was, like, back then it was, like, I'm a kid, I'm impressionable. I want to rap about the shit that I see on TV or on the internet that I think is cool, you know? Um, but that challenge was really what triggered like the oh i should rap about some real shit and I, from then on out i mainly just made shit unless it was coming from a satirical like lens sorry uh from a satirical lens like i was rapping about some shit that like i was actually feeling or i was making a song about some shit that like i actually felt um and so really that's what triggered that was like that challenge and like like listen to that it was like oh wow like i i have this and like i can use it at my own will and it's at my disposal and like it was like untapped at that point you know pain is a weird thing it is because pressure makes diamonds but pressure also makes people kill themselves yeah <laughs> and there's that's no quote there's... i shouldn't have laughed at that but that's like it Pressure makes and, diamonds, but pressure also makes people kill themselves. And there's no, there's no delineating delineating factor what makes somebody great. Yeah. In that, in through the struggles that they had to endure, might break somebody else. Yeah. And how do you know? How do you know what is too much for somebody to go through? My sister had this quote one time. She told me, and I don't remember if. Somebody I knew had had recently killed themselves or if something had happened and she kind of put a religious spin on it. She said, I believe that God gives people what he thinks they can handle. And sometimes it's too much. But that it's a weird thing because some people are great because of what they had to endure. Right. It makes them a better person or it makes not justifying it, not saying anybody wishes that for their kids, but some People that didn't go through any struggle are assholes, and nobody oh, wants to be around them. Most of it, like not everyone, I, I'll give people the benefit of the doubt, but most of the people that I've encountered in my life that have been the biggest assholes have been the ones that have had everything fucking handed to them, and have never had to deal with like even like. And I hate I that's something that I struggle with because I hate to come from that standpoint of like you don't fucking know what I've been through you know like you don't fucking know like the pain and like the struggle that I've been through but also like in a in a sense like it you don't fucking true. know you don't fucking know and that's like you're being a like fucking asshole right now because you don't 
fucking know because your life is basically then handed to you. You know, and like, yeah, that's, you know, and like, and then there's other people like, yeah, like that struggle turns some people great, but then other people, it's just it weighs too much on them and it, it breaks them. So it's really like how much, it, I like that. It's like how much is too much, you know, like when, like, what is too much for someone to handle? And I guess that all comes down to the type of person at the end of the day, too. And it's it's an unfair system because you don't get a pick. Nobody gets to decide how much hardship you're going to have in life yeah. or what that scale is going to look like for you. You just you just keep moving forward, yeah. and it piles up, and you work through it, or it piles up and it breaks. Yeah, yeah, it's like I don't know, and I guess that's why like it hasn't broke for me yet, and I I. I feel like at some point there's a choice that you have to make there too. And that's not to like give people like that's not to like say that people where it did break or it was too much, like it's their fault in any in any means, you know, by any means. But like I feel like at some point like there's definitely been times where I could have made a choice to let just to let everything get to me and let it break me. Or I could, like, turn it into something great, you know? And, like, that's that's been a choice that I've made for the most part. And even, like, now with, like, like all the shit that I go through now, like, like I'm like, okay, I could, like, let this get to me. And maybe it won't break in the, in the sense of, like, I pull myself or I do something like that. But, like, I make a stupid decision or I let something get the best of me. Or I could, you know, like, keep my head held high and fucking, like, try to make the best of it and try to make something good out of it. And I guess that's just the choice you gotta make, you know? And Yeah, it doesn't have to be that extreme. Not everybody that yeah. has a hard time kills themselves. Uh, yeah. Some people just go dark. Go and they dark, just, yeah. instead of looking at the world for the potential that it has and what it could be, yeah. everything is, it's all black. Yeah. They start seeing the world through this weird lens where everyone is a piece of shit People suck. There's no point in any of that, and they just go inward. And and I'll say I've definitely, I'm definitely guilty of having moments where I've thought like that. And like I think ever, I think I think everybody has. I think everyone's had a moment where they thought like that. Like everything fucking sucks. Like life sucks. Like what's the point? Like this shit sucks. But like I don't know. I I like like I don't like not having faith in people and not having faith that there's still like good out there in the world. You know. Um, and I think just trying to, like, trying to, like, keep that in mind when you're going through shit, like, hey, there, like, there are, like, there's good shit in this world, like, it's, like, yeah, this, this, what I'm going through right now is shitty, and it might be shitty for a while, it might fuck some things up in my life, but there's still, like, good out there, and there's still, like, good shit out there for me, and I guess that's just, like, I guess that's just something you have to remember, and, like, Granted, and it's, like, that's not the case in every situation, because, like, you know, people that do resort to, like, bad shit, like, I'm sure, like, there's factors that play a part where it's, like, yeah, that's, like, the last road, you know, that's the last open road available to them. It's just, like, I guess there's always on the path, and it's all about, like, the turns that you take and shit. It's every choice. Yeah. Built every up choice. over a lifetime. And that's the thing, it's, like, that's the thing I think about a lot of times is like, damn, if I would have never chose to like make videos or like do this or that, where would I be right now? 
you know, because I credit, I credit me like, like making content and like doing the shit I do a big part into why I stopped going to school and like I dropped out of college and shit, you know, it's like, if I wouldn't have never done that, I would have probably like still been pursuing a degree, you know, and I'd be in a very different spot right now in life, whether that's good or bad. That's the way I see it. It's like, I made a choice there to do one thing over another. And whether I like it or not, that choice like put me on a different road in life. And it's like, I don't know, it's just something to think about. I've been, I've been pondering that a lot more recently as I think of like my friends that are like in school or are doing other things in life. Like, damn, they really like, they made a choice to do this and they're on a path. And they're going to see it play out in a way different way than I'll see it play out. And it's always about the choices that we make and fit. No, no. I, I 1000% would be a shittier person if I did not do this podcast. Yeah. I feel pretty comfortable saying that. And, like, I feel like I, I definitely would be a, a different person if I didn't make content. And I don't, I don't regret anything. Like, I don't regret anything from the decision I made. Um, one bit. Um, I just think like, I just think of like all the different ways that my life could have played out. Cause I could have like my life could have played out. I didn't make content, and then I lost passion for everything else, and I just became like a mindless drone, you know, like working and doing whatever, and lost all enjoyment and wanted to like fucking shoot myself every day or that's something. That's what scares me. How know? many people are in that spot? Where it's just like, you're just do. like a cog in the machine, and like, I could have totally gone that route if I didn't pick up a phone and start making videos, or pick up a mic and start making music, you know? It's like, that's the other thing, like, damn, what if I decided to never, like, start writing music, or what if I decided to never, like, look into, like, studios to go to to, like, start recording music? Like, where would my life be right now? You know? Yeah, it's it's crazy how even in in small moments the decisions you make have those ripple effects. Yeah. And you look back and think, what if I zigged when I should have zagged or what exactly. if I did this and didn't go this way? Yeah. I think that's it's good to look back because it grants perspective in some regards. You just can't get hung up on the past. I've been there yeah. when all you're doing is thinking, oh, I should have done this or I should have gone totally. this way. And that's why, like, well, that's why I said, like, I ha- I definitely, there are, like, regrets here and there with, like, the route that I've taken. Like, oh, I wish I, I wish I looked into, like, doing this or that. Like, or I, oh, I wish I would have, like, reached out to this person to, like, do this. Like, maybe it would have opened a door. But, like, ultimately, at the end of the day, I never know. You know, you never fucking know, so you can't get too hung up on it because you didn't do it. Or you, or or even like, oh, I did do this and I wish I didn't. But like, what if you didn't and then you did something else that was like fucked up and bad or like you fucked up some other way, you know? It's like, I don't know. It's like making decisions and like the roads that leads you down is a very, like, I feel like that itself is a very windy road. It's a very windy conversation that could lead you to a lot of different conclusions. But it's just like, I don't know. Chance and like, I don't know, like probability of things, like a whole, it's like a whole thing. That like, if you think, you can't think too much on it because you'll just get, you'll just get your head tied up in knots. All part of life. Exactly. It's got to go through the motions at some point. Yeah. 
it's it's just a part of life. You make decisions and you course correct or you keep going. Yeah. And that's that's the moral of the story. Yeah. Is you just can't get bogged down. You can't regret is a silent killer, man. It is. You just have to keep as long as you're moving forward and making decisions, I think you're on the right track. Oh, definitely. Doesn't mean you're gonna be where you want to be right now. Yeah. But you're gonna be closer than you were yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like you can't think too much on the what ifs and whatnot. You know, it's just like you gotta go for it. Go all in. Gotta keep moving. Yeah. Too much thinking is important, but overthinking is a problem. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, Louis, man. That was a blast. That thanks, was awesome. really. Thanks that for was, coming on. That was a hell of a lot of that fun. That was a great conclusion. Yeah, to the story. I feel like that I was feel a like great we talked round. about a lot of like I don't know, just a lot of shit that's been on my mind that I've been pondering a lot, and I I really appreciated that. I really appreciate you having me on here and shit. This is great. Yeah, man, yeah. it was a great time. We'll definitely have to get you back oh, on. Totally. Yeah. Do you want to plug where people can find you, your music, your other TikToks, your other socials? So okay, so for TikTok, since I talk so much about TikTok, it's not Louie 2 and not not Louie, you know, N-O-T-L-E-W-Y 2 and not not Louie, same spelling. Um, and then as far as everywhere else, SoundCloud, Spotify, Instagram, Twitter, everything is just not Louie, N-O-T-L-E-W-Y. I got an album, Orca, by not Louie, and that's out now. And I got plenty of other music I've been dropping shit consistently since like 2018 on every major platform so i got plenty of shit um plenty of music and i'm on youtube too i got not louie on youtube um n-o-t-l-e-w-i once again and so that's like a muscle like it's like a trigger at this point like n-o-t-l-e-w-y it's so like i've I've had to spell it for people so many times that it just rolls right off the tongue but yeah, that's where you can find me, just about everywhere. And if people want to buy a CD, how do they do that? NotLouis.com. NotLouis.com. Not you website. You're professional, thing. man. The, okay, before, I didn't tell that story about how I came up with the name of Oh, Not ended Louis. on that. Well, yeah, that's a we'll great end ending. on that. So basically, like, Not Louis. So I went by Louis pre, like, pre all of that shit, like, 2018 and before. I was just like, Louis. Um... And I released music, and my app, my app on Instagram was, like, not Louie, and it was just, like, a basic thing, like, when people say, like, like, have their app on Instagram, like, it's Nick Flores, or, like, not Nick Flores, you know, I don't know if I butchered your last name there or not, but, no, you're um, good. You're good. Okay. that's it, yeah, um, and it's, like, it was just, like, oh, I'm not Louie, but everywhere else, like, Spotify and shit, I was Louie, and I was releasing music, and one day, I had this motherfucker hit me up, and who's this some person i had a thousand followers at the time this dude had like 5k or something and he was like yo fool like you've been releasing music under louis and like i also released music under the name louis and like i'm an og i've been at this shit for 20 plus years i'm on a record label and blah 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 like you gotta have some respect for the ogs like blah 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 like you know, you're releasing music under my name, and, like, you, like, I can't force you to keep doing it, or whatever, but, like, you're never gonna succeed if, like, you keep your name as Louie, like, you're just following, like, in my shadow, and then he said, like, I'm not gonna force you, or whatever it is, like, like, I'm on a label, and, like, our lawyers will be, like, in touch with you if you keep doing this, because, like, I guess, like, one of my songs, like, fucking popped up on his fucking 
like his like Apple Music or something, and he got all riled up about it. And like I was annoyed too because I'm like, damn, I don't want my fucking song popping up on this dude's fucking like. You Apple guys are fighting music. over the name, Louis. literally. And so he's like, he's like, yeah, like he basically threatened a fucking lawsuit over me having the same name. Sorry, fucking bloated as shit right now. Um, but um, he basically fucking. Almost like he threatened a lawsuit over having the same name as him. It's a name. It's imagine like, thinking you own the name it's Louis. It's a fucking name, and he fucking was pressing me about that. And so, kind of as a troll, I changed it to. It was already my Instagram handle, so it was just convenient. I was like, "Oh, not Louis," you know, because it's like, "Oh, I'm not Louis," you know, "I'm not, I'm not this guy. I'm me." Um, but also, like, it was my Instagram handle, and later on, it became more of a metaphorical thing. It's like, oh, I talk about not having, like, a sense of self and, like, an idea of who I truly am. Even though, like, in reality, like, talking to me, it's obviously, like, I fucking know who I am and I know who I want to be. Um, but it was like, oh, I don't have the sense of who I am. And so it became like, I'm, I'm like not Louie because I don't feel like myself, you know? And so like that became like the artistic, like metaphorical reason that I gave. But really it was just like some fucking dude on the internet that was like pressing me about some dumb shit. That's a good story. Uh, yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that yeah. guy. Fuck I think that's, that's I think that's great, man. Yeah. Not Louie. Not Louie. Yeah. So that's how I got the name. And that's a story I will never get over telling because it's just so, it's rich. It's just so funny how someone could have such an ego over having a fucking name. And now when you blow up, not Louie, it's just going to dive that knife a little deeper. Get it in there. Yeah. All right, well, Louie, you're a bad motherfucker, man. I really enjoy talking with you. I really appreciate it. We'll we'll definitely do this again. Hell yeah. All right. Thanks, man. Thank you, man. Oh, shit. That was fucking awesome.